When you come in for that and you're wanting that and you're wanting long-term uh, well-being, but you have you know, a family, strong family history of cardiovascular disease or dementia uh, or cancers, and you want to live a long, healthy life and do all the best things, then part of what we're doing is identifying how full is your toxic bucket? Yeah. Um, and because that's what's going to disrupt you know, your, your hormones and your immune system and your nervous system. And the good news is that there's all kinds of things that we can do to help counteract that and counterbalance. But uh, there's, there's a lot of things that we can do to help our bodies, uh, again, put back what's missing. So are, what are you missing? Are you missing certain nutrients? Are you missing sleep? Are you missing laughter and joy in your life and purpose and meaning? Uh, those are all things that are incredibly important to ask yourself. And then, and then what's toxic and no longer serving you? What about toxic relationships? What about, you know, a toxic work environment? You know, those, those are the things that we're asking questions about uh, to help heal. Girl, you've got questions. Questions about your body and how to feel good in it, about your hormones and how to keep them in check. Questions about your sex life and your whole health. Can you imagine having a best girlfriend who was also a triple board certified OBGYN? A girlfriend doctor you could call and ask or tell her anything. Someone who could show you how to live any stage of life before, during, or after menopause in a big, bold, and beautiful way. Well, friends, I'm your girlfriend doctor. I believe you are meant to flourish and shine, to embrace life and awaken to all its possibilities. Let's get there together. Welcome to our show. Welcome back to the Girlfriend Doctor Show. It is good to be here with you today, and especially as we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, and that is on hormone disruption. It is not a happy topic to talk about, but it is a eye-opening and empowering topic to talk about. We want to today provide you with information to help you recognize where there is some interference in your body's natural hormonal production. What could be going on? Certainly the topic of hormone disruptors and toxins is not sexy, but I guarantee you, you are going to love this episode. We're also going to talk about post-COVID, post-COVID, whether you've had it or been vaccinated against it, what type of hormonal changes have been happening and what have what physicians in the field, right, boots to the ground, are actually seeing. So this will probably be very valuable information that you will not hear anywhere else. So I want you to grab a pen, a paper, take notes, and be ready to listen, be ready to absorb this information because I'm excited to share it with you and share with you my guest expert today, someone that I have admired for many years. I first heard her lecture over a decade ago at an Institute of Functional Medicine conference, and she is a fellow OBGYN, which again, very rare in the space of, of longevity medicine, integrative medicine, and functional medicine. So really important to hear from her and her expertise expertise, but her journey, her own personal journey and her own clinical journey has taken her on quite a path, quite a path to dig deep into these environmental toxins, into psychoneurotropics, into the effect of hormones on our emotional well-being 
and so much more. So today I introduce you to Dr. Margaret Christensen. She has been in functional medicine for 15 years. She is the owner and founder of a very boutique functional medicine practice known as Carpathia Collaborative, which is a large multidisciplinary practice in Dallas. And I'm actually, be, I will be collaborating with them starting in August. So I'm excited to be seeing clients again and, and to be among this, amazing, these greats in this area. She is, again, just a inspiration in her. What I love about her collaborative is that it is exactly that. From chiropractors, nurse practitioners, other healthcare providers, coaches, nutritionists, mental health and mental support, there is so much that's there. Plus, she has a yoga studio. And when I was there just yesterday, there was a sound uh, meditation going on. So I was able to enjoy a sound meditation. And she has a kitchen that I'll be doing some cooking classes from. I can't wait. But without further ado, let me introduce you to Dr. Margaret Christensen. Welcome, Margaret. Hi there, Anna. So great to uh, be here. And thank you for the invitation to, to chat. And yeah, we're real excited for you to be here with us. And it's 22 years in functional medicine. I need to update that. <laughs> update your, you have <laughs> yeah, been update in the, 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 Yeah, the, the, the bio. And I've been teaching, you know, integrative women's hormones for a long period of time. And yeah, so yeah, you know, there's lots of different pieces here. And I, I'm, a, I, I'm just a huge advocate for helping to understand, like you are, you know, why are we seeing the hormonal disruptions that we're seeing, the infertility issues and the severe PMS and the PCOS and all, all that. And so just really severe, severe, yeah, severe menopausal symptoms, right? I mean, menopausal symptoms. Bleeding disruption, it, you know, yeah. inc spikes in cancers. I mean, yeah. this is like no other time in my, well, I've only, you know, only been in practice for over 35 years, only been in medicine, you know, over 35 years. But like you, I mean, tell a little bit about your story, how you went from standard OBGYN to mm -hmm. what you're doing today. A little bit of your personal story. Yeah, sure, sure. I, you know, I probably never was a standard OB-GYN uh, to begin with. I was um, you know, highly influenced by the midwifery model to, to begin with and understanding that women's bodies are powerful and we're, we're designed to to give birth and and that, you know, you and I are trained is that, you know, birth is, is disaster until uh, proven otherwise. Uh, and mm -hmm. uh, that the midwifery model is, is means with woman. And, you know, when you tell women, gosh, your bodies are strong, they're powerful, you know, great spirit source, God designed you this way. And, and you learn how to tap into that power. That's, that's how I started. And I ran a, a big obstetrics practice for 10 years. Um, I was doing OB in Engine. And then I got sick. I also had nurse midwives working with me and I was doing some out of hospital births as well. And, uh, but I, I got to the point where I got so fatigued. I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. I was having such severe uh, fibromyalgia and pain that despite the fact I was so severe fatigued, I couldn't sleep. Then I, I it was so bad. I, and my brain wasn't working. I was having such terrible brain fog. I couldn't even think it. It took me 30 minutes to take a shower because I couldn't think of what the next step was mm. that I closed my practice. I, I closed and I thought, okay, well, I'm just, you know, yeah, I've had four kids. I haven't slept for 16 years. You know, that's a piece and it's a relatively high stress field to begin with. So I'm like, okay. And then I went around from doctor to doctor, um, all my colleagues who were so wonderful. And they just said, oh, honey, you're just depressed. You're just depressed. Here's your antidepressants. Here's your pain medicines. Go see the physical therapist. Well, two years later, I'm not working. I'm not, I still can't sleep. I still feel terrible. And so somebody handed me some vitamins one day and I, I was the kind of rolled my eyeballs and said, oh yeah, expensive urine. Uh, but I took them anyway. And then three months later, I'm like, man, I feel a whole lot better. Uh, and then I quit taking them because I thought, oh, I don't need these anymore. And then I crashed and I'm like, oh, well, 
okay, something's here. Uh, clearly, I was getting something that I was missing. Now, I still didn't know what the underlying cause was, but I just, I got in that and then I fell into functional medicine through another one of my, uh, my teachers and mentors. Uh, her name is Bethany Hayes. She's, mm -hmm. uh, she was with Christian Northrup and, and at Women to Women and also Marcel Pick, but Bethany's- Love one. them, love them. Yeah, yeah. So all dear to my heart. You know, Bethany said, hey, you know, why don't you look at this functional medicine? And also at, at, at the same time, my my son, who's now 31, uh, was pretty sick and, uh, or he was starting to have hallucinations uh, anyway. So I, I, I got into functional medicine and just by changing diet and taking some nutrients, I turned my symptoms around eight years later, I, I had restarted a little tiny practice. I was literally in a shoe size, in, a, in the, the size of a shoebox office, like 500 square feet, just me and just chatting and, and doing women's hormones. I got sick again and the same thing happened. And I went to the environmental health center that at that point and found out I had one of those highest levels of toxic mold that the doc had seen there. And mm -hmm. I knew nothing about it, but then, uh, then I got into it and I really learned and I learned why everybody in the family was sick and, you know, why two of my four children still have ongoing issues from unresolved that, that, that those were never addressed. By the time I learned they were already too old, you know, old enough for that they didn't care to hear what I had to say. So anyway, that's how I got here. And then also uh, my second husband had Parkinson's. And so, and then we took him on a journey. I, by that time I was working for functional medicine, at the Institute for Functional Medicine. I knew everybody in the, in the realm and, and, you know, just going around everywhere to, to learn and to understand neuro, that neurology and um, Dr. Catherine so, Wilner, right? Yeah. Catherine Wilner. Yeah. So Catherine Wilner. So she was up there and, and then that's why I learned about Lyme and um, again, even more in depth about uh, toxic mold and other environmental toxicants. And then understanding out of all of that, why I was seeing all the issues that I was seeing back when I was doing regular OBGYN that I didn't know were underlying so much of what we were seeing from in, uh, infertility to endometriosis to heavy bleeding, PCOS, fibroids, endometriosis, menopause, and the, and also the, psych, the psychiatric issues that, that go uh, along with that. So anyway, so that's how I'm here. Um, you know, I started out, uh, this is a calling, you know, uh, God said, do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just started a little tiny and it, it um, if you build it, they will come. So mm -hmm. that's what mm -hmm. happened. Yeah, well, I'm so glad you're doing it. And it really is an example to have integrative interdisciplinary practices because yeah. you can, you know, I mean, it's a collaboration and there's so many pieces to our human puzzle and our spiritual puzzle, but there's so many pieces, Margaret. So let's talk specifically about, I want to just jump right in, you know, taking all the risks to talk about this, but to talk about what has happened, what you've seen, what, you know, the literature is showing too in post-COVID, post-COVID vaccine hormone disruption, I get so many, I'm seeing clients come out with more pain than ever, exacerbation of symptoms, you know, crazy crashing fatigue and bleeding disorders and a spike in wow. well, unusual yeah. cervical <laughs> yeah. cancers. Yeah. 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 Well, I, you know, I'd love to add, answer that questions. Let me, let me frame it though, first in the kind of, in the big picture framework, yeah. uh, again, how are hormones produced and utilized and metabolized in our bodies, and then where those disruptions are coming when you when we're seeing all these endocrine uh, endocrine disruptors, these chemicals. So you know, first we have to understand that you know, for example, estrogen and progesterone and testosterone are produced mostly in our ovaries. Testosterone, to some extent, can be produced from DHEA, which comes from our adrenal glands. And, uh, but the signals for all of that to happen start in our brain, in our hypothalamus. 
So anything that's affecting and impacting brain function is, is going to impact everybody's hormones. All of our gut, our, all of our hormones are metabolized and uh, through our livers and then into our gastrointestinal tract. So if you have a high toxic burden and your liver is not functioning appropriately and is not detoxifying as well as it could, or you have a high genetic need for certain nutrients to make the liver be able to metabolize your hormones, then that can be an issue. Of course, uh, we know that the gut is a huge place. All of your hormones are, are metabolized and excreted by the good guy bacteria and out of you if your gut's working well. Um, so if you are having IBS, constipation, diarrhea issues, a lot of gas and bloatings, uh, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth called SIBO, CFO, small intestinal fungal overgrowth, all of those things can disrupt how your hormones are being produced and metabolized and utilized in your body. And, and we know- that So let me pause on that just to explain how important the gut microbiome or the gut bacteria are to hormone, hormone metabolism, production, detoxification. Yeah, because that we talk about it, but you know, I think you can explain it's, it's, it better it's, than me. It's, yeah, well, it's huge. And then you know, if you've been, you know, for example, let's say living someplace that's in a moldy environment and you're sick all the time, you're having your your kids are having ear infections, or you're having sinus infections, or uh, strep throat, or you're having uh, recurrent UTI infections, and you're being taken a lot of antibiotics. Well, antibiotics themselves are disrupting the good guy microbiome and shifting you into having unhealthy bacteria that produce an enzyme, it's called beta-glucuronidase, that ends up recirculating your estrogen. So you end up getting estrogen dominance if you've been on lots of antibiotics over time. That impacts your risk for breast cancer, for uterine cancer, again, for heavy bleeding, for infertility issues, for getting uterine fibroids. So the gut microbiome is incredibly important. And I think one of the most important things that we can do is start is eat organic. <laughs> and we can, we can get into that because that's probably one of the biggest influencers that's been in our gut. So we have gut and liver issues. Then you have, um, again, understanding how the gut is also connected to the brain. So I mentioned that everything kind of starts up here in the hypothalamus and then it goes to the pituitary gland and the pituitary gland sends signals to the rest, to the ovaries or adrenal glands. So if you've got a lot of gut disruption, we have the vagus nerve, which is the largest nerve in the body that's sending signals up to the brain that says, "Uh oh, something bad's going on here. And I'm stressed. I'm dis I'm, I'm distressed. I'm sad. I'm anxious. I'm, I'm upset. And it's, it's coming from the dysbiosis, the unhealthy bacteria in the um, gut are sending the signals through the vagus nerve up to the brain. That's a, that's a very simplified uh, way of looking at it. So those are common ways that endocrine disruptors and chemicals, we'll talk about those in a second, can impact it. You also have toxins that are, are hormonal mimic mimickers. So they're, they actually, they look like a molecule of estrogen or progesterone or testosterone or thyroid or, or they have a piece of them, it fits into the key or the receptor on the cells for those. So for example, a lot of plastics and a lot of petroleum byproducts have the same type of chemical structure that estrogen does. And so if you are exposed to lots of plastics and styrofoam and, and you know, drinking out of wa uh, plastic water bottles all the time and, and eating foods that have been microwaved in, in plastics, you're getting a nice little dose of mimickers 
Toxic mold is another example. There's a, a very common mold that will pick up toxin mold, mycotoxin we pick up. It's called xerolone, which we know from animal studies causes miscarriages, um, infertility issues, and all kinds of problems there. And it mimics and looks like estrogens. DON, which is one of the really toxic forms, um, can uh, disrupt testosterone. So, well, I want to add on that because I write yeah. about xerolone yeah. in chapter six of the hormone fix. Mm-hmm. Is that you know in the in Europe only like a like a one one thousandth level that is rec is allowable where compared to the united states yeah so like our standards for yeah. clearing out these hormone disruptors from our food chain are very very low very low yeah. it's frankly it's a crime yeah so i mean so yeah so those are the you know so that i think you know the those are the common ways that we see and then and then just stress so just the amount of stress somebody is under. So, and again, whether that's emotional stress, physical stressors, trauma, uh, and, and we can certainly speak more to trauma in a minute, but th- then you're sending signals again, up to your brain, to your hypothalamus, you know, fight, run, fight, or freeze, fight, fight, or freeze. That's the limbic system in the brain has the hypothalamus, the amygdala, and the hippocampus. Those are all parts of the limbic system. And the hypothalamus is the master regulator of everything hormonal, you know, when am I supposed to eat, sleep, wake, take a poop, have sex? That's controlled with the hypothalamus. Then the amygdala is always scanning your environment. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Is there going to be a tiger jumping out at me? And the hippocampus is the memory center of the brain. So all those three things are lumped together in that limbic area. If you're under chronic stress all the time, at whether it's a big traumatic, one big traumatic stress or chronic daily, every day, being in COVID for two and a half, three years, you know, not being able to do the things that we were normally able to do to, to de-stress and being fed fear, 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 only one solution. That in itself triggers the limbic system to stay in overdrive, to be, stay in chronic fight or flight. And then when you have high levels of cortisol all the time and high levels of adrenaline, ad- adrenaline is the one that raises your blood pressure and causes the heart racing and that feeling of agitation and nervousness. Cortisol is the one that says, oh, that, oh man, I think I just need to eat an entire bucket of ice cream and go, go you know, down some carbs and down a bottle of wine. That's the cortisol response and puts weight on you and then disrupts uh, your thyroid function, it disrupts your estrogen projection. You make more estrogen relative to, to natural progesterone. So you get heavy bleeding. So the, the, the level of stress and how your body manages stress and what tools you have are critically also important to, uh, to, again, this whole hormonal regulation. So those, those areas of just, it just, uh, uh, you know, do you have all the right ingredients for hormonal uh, production in the first place? Do you have everything that you need there? How is your body metabolizing and uh, discarding um, the, once it's been used up? And so that, again, that's your uh, detox pathways, your, most of your liver and your gut, but your kidneys also play a big role. As is your skin. If you got acne, that's telling you something. <laughs> your body is toxic and it's coming out this way. Some of us have genetic predisposition. So, so um, our detoxing strategies of liver and gut health is uh, important. And then figuring out how are we managing the stress? Uh, how is our HPA axis working? The hypothalamic, pituitary, adrenal axis, but it's also gut gonads. There's there's more pieces to that HPA axis than than we were trained with. I know, yeah, HPATG axis, right? Like it keeps going. Hypothalamus, pituitary, adrenal, thyroid, gonadal, immune, gonadal, gut. 
Uh, yeah, exactly. So every every piece, it's all related, right? It's and all of connected. Course, it's all connected. And the spiritual piece is a is a significant part about that. I love the picture. For those of you who are watching, if you're not able to see this, come to my YouTube channel at the Girlfriend Doctor. You'll see a drawing by Alex Gray. Alex yeah. Gray's father was the author of Gray's Anatomy, which depicted all our you know good great anatomical drawings that we use in med school, and that is still like a gold standard. Alex, his son. And Margaret, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but had, you know, is very visual into the energetic representation of the of the human form. So beyond yeah. the physical, there's the energetic and, and that's the spiritual, the energy center centers the connection. Just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, again, that's a, that's like a whole area that in, in, in Western, our Western conventional training, we have zero training in or uh, or it really even acknowledgement uh, uh, almost and but if you look at you know what I like about this picture is that you're depicting uh, both the the Chinese medicine or the you know the Asian medicine of all of the acupuncture meridians etc et along with Ayurvedic medicine which which is you know five thousand years old comes out of India and talks about chakras and energy centers and uh, of course you know probably both of our mentors in that arena was you know Christian Northrup and Louise Hay uh, you know understanding that. We are energy, you know, we're a spiritual being, this is my belief system, we're spiritual be- beings in in a human form, and we are here for a purpose and a reason and, and meaning, and being able to tap into that and understanding when we have blocks in our spiritual energy, if you have a block here at the fifth chakra, that you're going to have thyroid issues, you know, if you have a block in your second chakra in your pelvis, which is all about family, intimacy, uh, relationships, and creativity, and you can get big old fibroids and, and, and um, you know, endometriosis and other things. And so when I find that in somebody's history, then I'll ask them what's going on in your relationships. You know, uh, are you, you know, with your family, with your kids, with your husband, again, what about histories of abuse, um, all of that, because that gets blocked. Those, those energies get blocked in the pelvis a lot. And I would say, and you can tell me if you've seen the same thing, but I definitely look at menopause as that, you know, is that where you can open Pandora's box, you know, progesterone drops. And I always call progesterone the lid to our pressure cooker of our life, that neuroprotective hormone. It drops. And this is the opportunity <laughs> to work through all of that, to release, like release all of that and to heal from it once and for all. And that, again, opening the energetic flow so they're not trapped in an organ and area of our body causing us problems. Uh, yeah, I, I, absolutely. And, and you know, Chris Northrop's work, but, you know, she, it, this was so helpful when I learned this, that oftentimes when we are young kids, that whatever's going on in our lives, um, if there is, you know, dysfunction or abuse or things that we can't speak up or talk about, we can't run or fight because we're just a kid. We can't leave our family systems or we're witnessing or, you know, or even going, you go off to school and there's a school shooting there, right? There is not a way to to process and uh, to talk about and get it out of you, but that energy is still in you. It gets into your body and then it just goes underground. And so, you know, then around the time that you start, start your periods, what we call menarche, your hormones are, are kind of floating around like this. And then you settle down into this nice rhythm. And then all of a sudden you hit perimenopause and you start doing this again. Well, all the stuff that was buried back here, all the emotions, all of the, the, the things that you did not have the ability, the tools to speak about, then resurface at this end of life when your hormones are doing this, because what's it doing? You, your hippocampus, your memory center is loaded with estrogen progesterone receptors. So your, your hormones are doing like this, going like crazy and you're pinging stuff and 
and you know somebody says something to you and you snap them you have no idea where that that came from that came from something back here that got triggered here and so so we see that all the time so a lot of issues just like you're saying this is the opportunity for us to deal with stuff that may not that may have been buried and again a lot of you know a lot of memories of abuse surface uh, right around this time too yeah yeah that's so true so then the most common hormone disruptions that you're seeing right now come from where Besides trauma and stress. Okay. Besides trauma and stress. I mean, so, I mean, I, I would say, again, the environmental toxins. So uh, there are food supply and genetically modified foods. If uh, I would highly recommend people go to responsibletechnology.org and just start learning uh, what it means that something is genetically modified and how much Roundup we are all consuming and not just Roundup, uh, all the other pesticides. And they are all hormonal disruptors. They're neurological disruptors. They're immune system disruptors. And so right there, that's a big one. And I would say the second thing is vaccines. And you know, in particularly the, the one that was supposed to be the panacea and cure all for, yeah, for, for this pandemic virus, yeah. which is not a novel virus. Yeah. And yeah, I probably have to be mindful about what I say. So <laughs> um, we don't get me banned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but this um, is definitely a medical condition we're seeing and we're seeing yeah, a oh, clear timeline absolutely. and exacerbate. Yeah, yeah, okay, and you're not yeah. new in medicine. You're not straight out of med school doing right. like, oh, this is normal. Right. Being people telling patients right. that it's normal. It is absolutely not normal. It it's, is. It's, 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 it's not normal. And, you know, what I can say, let's just, let's just call it long haul COVID and Long haul COVID is coming from the, the spike. I've been treating long haul COVID for 22 years. I mean, I've been doing this for a long time. So this is not new. All this chronic fatigue, the fibromyalgia, the brain fog, the, the gut issues that we're seeing, the uh, again, the fibromyalgia pieces that we're seeing, the brain thing, the brain fog things that we're seeing, the immune system disruption, the autoimmunity that we're seeing, the cancers that we're seeing. All of this is, um, th this has been going on for years and years. This is what I've been treating. It causes by not just viruses, but environmental toxins. Go ahead. Okay. So yeah. So explain that you've been treating long haul COVID for 22 years because yeah. coronavirus right. or you know, these situations. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, this is not the symptoms. The, the, the symptoms of quote, not long haul COVID or, that are now being you know, that everybody's familiar with. These are all the same symptoms of all the mystery illnesses that I had and that I've been treating now for all these years. So again, the chronic fatigue, the fibromyalgia, that which in, in Europe, they call it much better. It's called myalgic encephalitis. And again, these weird neuropathies, these weird neuro neurological symptoms, these weird hormonal things, a weird uh, autoimmune. Psychiatric. Psyche. Oh my God, just don't even get me started on the psychiatric. This is a particular passion of mine. Yeah, they're being triggered because it's the body's immune system response. So the idea that, that COVID was a virus that caused pneumonia, that's not true. The, it's actually the spike protein and it doesn't matter where that spike protein came from, whether or not you got it from originally getting sick or if you came from the solution to being, you know, to theoretically that was supposed to prevent it, which it did not. It didn't prevent it. It didn't prevent you from getting it. It didn't prevent you from transmitting it. And it, and maybe, maybe it prevented a few people from being hospitalized, but everybody else who's been hospitalized now got that particular treatment. And it's the level of the spike protein, our, it's our immune system's response to the, to the spike protein that is creating all the problems that we're seeing. And when that spike protein is now, which is theoretically, it was supposed to not stay in the body, but it's being found in the ovaries, in the testes, in the brain, in the heart muscle, we're seeing all kinds of issues with it. 
and, you know, in women in particular, the abnormal bleeding. So I've had so many postmenopausal women, they've been on, you know, little low dose hormonal replacement therapy. We've been rocking along for a number of years. It's fine. All of a sudden start bleeding out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, the miscarriage rates, the infertility that we're seeing, the uh, pelvic pain issues, the, the heavy bleeding and the blood clots. And the blood clotting issues, not just not I'm not just talking about uterine, I'm just talking about strokes and cardiac issues have been un- unbelievable. So, and not just in women and men too. And um, I, I won't talk a whole, whole, whole lot of men, but, you know, in the young men, we're seeing all the myocarditis and the, again, strokes. And let me emphasize that, you know, for my audience, Dr. Margaret Christensen and her team mm-hmm. at Carpathia Collaborative in Dallas, they see like, and for decades now, the mystery illnesses, right? Yeah. These are the complicated patients they've been to. If, you know, at least 10 or more physicians at this point down multiple, multiple pathways and they get their problem solved here. So like she is the creme de la creme, like in, in working in this area, like teasing out what what's the issue how do we cleanse from it how do we support your body to start working the way it's supposed to be and i just want to emphasize it is not your you know walk-in clinic type situation here i mean this is where people come because they've gone everywhere yeah and we also do you know we also do a lot of you know healthy wellness and longevity and and that piece i just you know what what's what's interesting is when you that's my fun part yeah 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 when you come in for that and you're wanting that and you're wanting long-term uh, well-being, but you have, you know, a family, strong family history of cardiovascular disease or dementia uh, or cancers, and you want to live a long, healthy life and do all the best things, then part of what we're doing is identifying how full is your toxic bucket. Yeah. Um, and because that's what's going to disrupt, you know, your, your hormones and your immune system and your nervous system. So, yeah. And, you know, and a lot of things that I'm speaking about personally, I personally happened in my family regarding the, in those last three years. You mean post-vaccine exacerbation of symptoms? Severe neuropsychiatric issues, severe psychosis requiring hospitalizations, atrial fibrillation requiring pacemakers. Yeah. Young and uh, young, good, young, young adults. Young, young adults. My scribe's 19-year-old grandson who had a hemorrhagic stroke and had brain surgery, and he's still paralyzed on his right side. And the gut issues, oh my gosh, the gut issues that we're seeing is, is just been, you know, unbelievable. And then, and then what does gut influence? Your hormones. So, you know, and the good news is that there's all kinds of things that we can do to help counteract that and counterbalance. And you, you know, that that's a whole nother, that's an entire summit in, in and of itself. And, uh, but uh, there's there's a lot of things that we can do to help our bodies uh, again put back what's missing. So, are, what are you missing? Are you missing certain nutrients? You know, vitamin D, um, A, C, E, uh, B complex. Uh, probably everybody needs to be on a methylated B complex, in my opinion, these days. Are you missing sleep? Are you missing laughter and joy in your life and purpose and meaning? Uh, those are all things that are incredibly important to ask yourself. And then and then what's toxic and no longer serving you besides the things that I've talked about, the pesticides and the uh, petrochemicals and the molds and the heavy metals and excess uh, spike proteins. What about toxic relationships? What about, you know, a toxic work environment? Uh, you know, those, those are the things that we're asking questions about uh, to help heal. 
Yeah, when, no. And yeah, so, so when I'm looking at toxins, it, it's much more than just, oh yeah, just this. There's you know? a lot of toxins, a lot yeah. of toxins. So say for long haul, these long haul COVID s- symptoms, what are some like standards thinking about, okay, you've, you've got long haul, we want to get you on some N-acetylcysteine, some glutathione, if you can do an NAD. I mean, what are some of like those recommendations like to that people are dealing with us and like okay let me get well, started I mean, on something that, well i think that yeah again the, the 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 first things that we is as in functional medicine the first thing we always start with is the gastrointestinal tract because why there's 80 percent of your neurotransmitters you know 80 of your immune system function is in your gut and all your hormones are, are balanced there so if you have bad gut issues again you're having gas bloating uh, SIBO issues, you're constipated or, you know, or you're uh, irritable bowel guess, diarrhea, ir- ir- irritable bowel diarrhea, all of that right there. That's, that's one of the first things that we look at. And how do I, how do we address that? You start out with an autoimmune paleo diet, um, usually, or, or some type of low, uh, again, low inflammatory diet. It's my uh, keto green diet in my world. Right. Yeah. And for most people, and then we, we use specific nutrients to help with kind of gut repair uh, to, and, and of course you can, you can do kind of, you can do testing to see kind of how bad are your ba- bacteria. Um, but I would just say for everybody, um, just trying to eat as organic as possible, no processed foods, and all the things you tell them and lots of vegetables. Again, vegetables are, um, it depends which they are and, and what, what issues you've got. If you've got a lot of immunity things and you got to be, there, there's certain things that you want to avoid initially, and then you can put them back in, but um, I just say get off of grains, um, in, in particular corn and uh, wheat. All the corn in this country is genetically modified, and it's very pro-inflammatory. And so uh, those are some simple things I do uh, with, with that. And then and then there's um, so there's gut issues and there's immune system dysregulation that's gone on with a lot of long long haul COVID. Again, being on an autoimmune paleo diet right there that helps to decrease the signals to your immune system to, for inflammation. But then we can use things like you mentioned NAC, quercetin. Uh, we can use antihistamines, both over-the-counter as well as prescription ones, as well as, um, uh, again, uh, we, we use a, a wonderful one that's called Immunothrive that was uh, developed by another colleague of mine, uh, Gail, that has lots of different things in it, picnogenol and quercetin and uh, some, a few other things. So, so you want to, so you want to, you want to cool down the immune system. You want to get your gut moving uh, really well. And then, then what we're seeing is a lot of vascular issues. So really what COVID is, is not a pneumonia. It's, it's an intravascular vasculitis. It's an inflammation in the blood vessels themselves. And when those blood vessels are in your lungs and they're little tiny capillaries, the little tiny blood vessels, and they get all backed up and your hemoglobin starts unloading its iron and dumping iron into your lungs and the, this ground glass appearance, it looks like a pneumonia, but it's not, it's an autoimmune inflammation. Mm. You know, you can look at the protocols uh, at the uh, frontline critical care, uh, COVID-19criticalcare.org. They have a lot of protocols that can, depending on your particular area, but you support the gut, you turn down the, the amount of inflammation and primarily you can do that diet. And then there's lots of nutrients, like you mentioned. Uh, NAC is, is a big one that, that we use in glutathione. Uh, vitamin D is critical, uh, very important. Uh, vitamin E tocotrienols, that form, not not the other forms, but tocotrienols. Not the alpha tocotrienols, yeah, yeah, but yeah, the tocotrienols. Yeah, yeah. Tocotrienols, yeah. Um, so uh, we'll use that a lot. And then if you got, and then you have a mitochondrial problem. 
So, the, and the mitochondria. Let's talk about mitochondria. Mitochondria, yeah. the energy powerhouse of our cells. It is important for energy. It makes the abundance, uh, you know, our, our abundance of our ATP, our energy molecules, and it's so it's so critically important. So, resuscitating mitochondria. Yes, a a a yeah, that's 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 a huge piece. And you know, uh, like you said, mitochondria are what produce the energy. They 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 take what we consume, the foods that we consume, whether they're fats or proteins or carbohydrates, and they break them down into uh, glucose on the carbohydrates, glucose and sucrose, and the proteins get broken down to amino acids and the fats get broken down into fatty acids. And the mitochondria use those, use those things and they break them apart and they, and out of that, they generate energy. Well, if your mitochondria are toxic for all the same reasons that <laughs> we just talked about, and, you know, probably one of the things that I didn't say is that a lot of the, 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 the persistent organic pollutants or the persistent environmental toxicants, including the pesticides and toxic mold and heavy metals and petrochemicals, they're fat soluble. They're little tiny. They're called biotoxins. They're fat soluble toxins. And so they get inside our cell membranes and inside our mitochondrial membranes and they disrupt the function of the cell itself. So, and then with the mitochondria, they start breaking down. And when the mitochondria uh, break down, because they've got toxicants in it, including an lots of use of antibiotics are toxic to mitochondria and the mitochondria break down. And when they do that, they, they spill out all their contents and then they trigger an autoimmune response. But if your mitochondria aren't working, then you have a lot of fatigue. And then where do you have the most mitochondria? Well, in your nerve, all your neurons have thousands of mitochondria in your brain uh, because they're on 24 seven, they, they, they never stop. So they're on all the time, as is your heart. So the, the things that we're seeing with long haul COVID and post, uh, uh, and I'll just call it spike protein incidents has uh, often have to do with the nervous system and the heart. And because we're disrupting mitochondrial function. So anything that we can do to support the mitochondria is helpful. Now I use a lot of phosphatidylcholine, uh, specific forms of it, uh, that helps to, that, that's, that's part of our detoxing process that helps the mitochondria. And we can use things like methylene blue can be super helpful. You know, it's real interesting that hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin were, uh, you know, um, just, you know, peed over uh, all over and, you know, you're giving people horse paste and blah, blah, blah. Ivermectin works because it actually decreases what's called a TH17 response of the immune system. It helps to shut down the immune system's response to the, to what's happening with the spike protein. And it's actually, it's our own immune system responding to the spike protein, which is creating all the health issues. And so how do we manage and modulate? And low-dose naltrexone is another one that we use a lot. We use a lot of methylene blue. Uh, we'll use hydroxychloroquine and or uh, ivermectin. So those are those are some of the things that can be helpful. And then we're supporting. So if you've been under massive amounts of stress, because, uh, you know, you had to quit your job or stay home or you're, you know, you've been cooped up in your small apartment for with your children for, you know, two years and you're going crazy. We need to do something that helps to manage and modulate those stress hormones mm -hmm. uh, because they're triggering all kinds of, uh, and, and keep, and, and they, it just perpetuates the dysfunction. Right. Right. For me, I use the add in the adaptogenic support of the Mighty Maca yeah. Plus, yeah. progesterone, DHEA, like that little bit of hormonal support too. But I love what you're, I love what you're saying. And I love how you're approaching it too, because it's not a one size fits all approach, but getting down to when it comes down to it, and this is what 
root cause medicine is, getting down to the smallest change that we can make to get the biggest results happens at the cell, happens within the cell, right? Mm -hmm. The cell membranes. It's not putting a Band-Aid on. It's not putting a, you know, a, a patch on. It's not. It's really getting to healing those broken pieces. And I always give the example, a visual example of you, you spent all your you know, all your spring tending to your garden, right? And you've got this nice fence up and to keep all the little rabbits and rodents and deer out from eating your beautiful vegetables and fruits. And all of a sudden a storm comes in or whatever and breaks down the the gates to the garden. And now all these invaders are coming in and eating your beautiful garden and it starts to fall apart. I mean, that's exactly what's happening at the cell level. The cell membrane would be the gate. The cell contents is your garden, your fruits and vegetables growing in your garden. And so healing, you know, internally and healing and re and you've got to fix that boundary. You've yeah. got to fix that healthy boundary border to, to the cells. Well, that's, and that's, a, that's a great analogy. And, and let me just pick up on the boundaries thread. Boundaries include emotional ones, emotional, psychological, spiritual ones. And again, if you are living with an active um, alcoholic or addict, or, uh, you know, again, somebody who's having a lot of psychological issues, um, learning how to set clear boundaries around. What oh my gosh, Margaret, you you're going to, you're going to totally have to help me on that because that's why I burn out from practice in the first time. Yeah. PTSD, no boundaries, yeah. workaholism, three hours of sleep a night. So now mm -hmm. I'm like tiptoeing back in and in, into your, into your clinic and, and thinking, yeah. okay, you know, help me with my boundaries, my friend, help me with my yeah. boundaries. Yeah. Well, I think we all, you know, it's, it's a continuous process and we have to repair them all the time. So uh, there is a great book called Boundaries. Um, ah, read it. Think, yeah, there's two of them that, that are out there um, on, on boundaries that are uh, great. I, By Dr. I highly, Cloud. Yeah, yeah. And I, I highly recommend also any of Melody uh, Beatty's work. Uh, she wrote uh, Codependent No More and uh, Beyond Codependency. And I use her daily reader that, again, I've used probably for 25 years. Uh, it's called The Language of Letting Go. And it's, it's one of the top things I recommend for folks. So, you know, uh, while you're while you're having all these hormonal you know problems or dysfunctions or you're having uh, chronic illnesses of some sort or you're having you know really severe distress uh, depression anxiety uh, sleep disturbances um, bipolar issues you know while you're working on, on those you have to also really bring in you know you know every day a little bit of joy a little gratitude of what's right in your life what what what's right about me? And that's really the whole coaching model. I'm also a, a certified functional health coach. And um, again, in medicine, we're, we're taught to look at people like, what's wrong with you? Instead of, well, what's right about you? And how do we expand that? And uh, yeah, yeah. Boundary, yeah, boundaries is one of them. <laughs> now, give us a, to close, give us an example of a patient that came in with severe long haul COVID symptoms and, you know, what happened, like how you were able to help that patient. Well, you know, again, uh, we'll have people coming in here with a really severe brain fog and fibromyalgia issues. And, uh, you know, I think a big piece is getting a good history. What are their, what in, from a functional medicine standpoint, we call these antecedents. What are your antecedents? What are the things in your past that make you more susceptible? So what's gone on in your family? Do you have, again, addiction in your family or alcoholism or cancer histories or dementia histories? So right there, that tells me something about your detoxing pathways. I um, mean, what were your exposures growing up? Again, any traumas that happened? What kind of food did you eat when you were growing up? So we're, we're getting a really extensive history. I'm, I'm one of the most important questions I ask, how many antibiotics have you been on in a lifetime? 
And that is a revealing question. And again, antibiotics are major hormonal disruptors. People have no idea. You, you way increase your risk for breast cancer with that if you've been, you know, in years of antibiotics. How much, um, how much alcohol do you drink? That's another big thing. That's a huge area in women. And, you know, women can very easily slip into, and it's called, we call it alcohol use disorder now. And very easily, and and it's a progressive disease. And so, the, these are all underlying things. So we're um, we're getting a really decent history on you, and then we're going to get some blood work on you to figure out. Okay, just some basics. You know, how's your electrolytes and your uh, blood count, and are you anemic or not? Oh my gosh, you know, one of the things I didn't talk about with uh, with again the whole COVID issue is the the level of bizarre iron levels and both anemia as well as Hyperanemia. Hyper iron. Yeah. Hyper yeah, yeah, iron. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Having too much iron, um, really high ferritin levels. And that ferritin is, is one of the markers that we get all the time. So we have a nice panel that we're getting of inflammation markers, as well as hormone markers, as well as antibody markers, for example, against your thyroid. I didn't mention thyroid much in there, but again, cortisol, estrogen, progesterone markedly impact your thyroid and thyroid hormone works because it tells your mitochondria to make energy. So if you, you may have perfectly normal thyroid function-ish, but your mitochondria are sick. And so your, your signal to the mitochondria to make more energy is not working. And the answer is not to give more thyroid hormone, it's to detox the mitochondria. Yeah. So, so, I mean, you know, so, so those are the kind of things that we're doing a lot of times, again, we're seeing pretty complex people for in this, this particular arena. And it, you know, oftentimes it takes a good year because we're, we're starting with gut health, you know, first fix up your gut. And we're also starting with limbic system dysfunction. I mean, if you're super stressed out and you're hyperreactive to everything and know that we need to calm down your whole nervous system and calm down your gut and get you sleeping. We need to get you pooping and sleeping, those two things first. And then we can start layering in all the other things. So we clean up somebody's diet. We identify what nutrients they may be deficient in and put those in. And then um, once we have their immune system stabilized, so it's not overreactive, because we're seeing massive amounts of autoimmunity. Oh my God. Wow. And I first started seeing that one after the Gardasil vaccine. That's a big no-no in my, you know, and, and you know, we're, we're GYNs. There is no need for it. There is no need for it at thank all. You for, thank you for saying we, that. We, we do pap smears. We do pap smears and that's with, that's for cervical cancer. You don't need, I mean, the BS that we're being fed Oh my God! Don't, oh, don't and and we point. don't stop doing Pap smears. I mean, even well right. post menopausal, periodically, right. every three to five years, get a Pap smear, especially if you're sexually active, right. and just yeah. do it. It's and yeah. if your insurance won't pay for it, it's like under fifty dollars. Do it yourself. Yeah. Pay for yeah. it yourself. It's the yeah. best investment. But you yeah. have to to find to be diagnosed with vaginal cancer or cervical cancer post menopause. It's a crime. It's unnecessary. And if it's yeah because it's due to lack of pelvic exams and pap smears, because our college, American College of OBGYN says it's not cost, ben the cost benefit analysis doesn't warrant it. However, insurances will cover a, you know, Viagra and 18 year old men. So let's talk about right. cost yeah. benefit analysis. Yeah. Well, and that we started and, yeah. Margaret. You're yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. The two of us. Yeah. We're, we're going to, but again, kind of to your point, getting the Gardasil is not going to prevent that, 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 that stuff. Sorry. I didn't didn't mean to say it out loud, the name of it. Anyway, so yeah, but you know, the, 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 you know, one of the whole challenges with that, let me just, I would highly recommend this website called learntherisk.org. Learntherisk.org. This is how many vaccines I got when I was, uh, by the time I was 18. It's now 77 doses. And um, yeah. 
Yeah. Because they added the COVID vaccine. So the, so the drug companies can't be sued for all the side effects. Yeah, we need to change that law. That that's law needs to be discussion. changed. That's a whole, that's whole other discussion. discussion. But, that's but I keep wondering why America doesn't stand up and say, change that law, make the drug companies responsible. It's obviously not keeping us from a public health crisis. Well, because the drug companies put all the politicians in office, yeah. particularly at the national level. So so on that happy note, Margaret, we'll end on a positive note that I know okay, I've seen that. Yeah, I, okay. I've seen you um, change, you know, change patients' lives, change people's yeah. lives. And yeah. I've been in your office for IV vitamin therapies and just, to, you know, keep that boost, keep me strong and healthy. Yeah. And, and I think it's just an important part of, you know, especially when you are dealing with a lot of stress and a lot of unrest. And, but certainly if you're, if you're having, if you're not feeling your best, it's like, okay, well, what's the next right step for you? And I think looking at the toxins, like you said, how full mm. is your toxic bucket? Right. And you've got to cleanse it. It's like every time the season changes, do a detox. I have my keto green detox. There are mm. other detoxes, but anyway, the ones that support liver detox supports gut health. If you're having constipation, diarrhea, irritable bowel syndrome symptoms, that is, you know, I mean, that's has to be addressed. If you're not sleeping, we have to address that. And if you're looking at the negative and not the positive, like looking for the best case scenario, we have to change that too, because where our attention goes, you know, our, our body will follow. So we have to, we have to make these changes and there is hope. You've seen some of the worst cases get complete yeah. turnarounds oh, yeah. and reclaim the vitality in their lives. And so it's important to create safe community around that. Tell our audience and you guys, just a little side note, uh, mid of August, I'll be seeing some patients, clinical consultations there. Um, Margaret, tell everyone where you're, you know, where to so reach your website. Yeah, and phone number. yeah sure. Uh, CarpathiaCollaborative.com. Carpathia was the that picked up the, the the survivors of the Titanic. So we had the Titanic of Western medicine treating the tip of the iceberg without looking at you know what's underneath the surface. So that's how we got the name. So Carpathia, uh, C-A-R-P-A-T-H-I-A, and the word collaborative. Uh, com. And um, also molddetoxdiet.com. There's, if you already know that that might be an issue for you, although really from any, for, from a standpoint of any type of environmental toxicity, we have a, a simple dietary plan and, and nutrients and stuff that can take you through that. And uh, and there's also uh, the uh, the advanced immune modules that, that can be done if you're a practitioner that you can uh, access through that. And that, that gets into the nitty gritty, really how to do this work. So, yeah. That is awesome. You're always teaching and I appreciate you. I thank you for being on the Girlfriend Doctor show. And I think- Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, we'll always see you. Text next time, that's fun. <laughs> oh, absolutely. We will We will talk more. And definitely want to encourage all of you listeners to put in your questions, like write in your questions. We talked about a lot of stuff and it would not without controversy. Don't report yeah. me to yeah. the yeah. FDA or anything yeah. like that, or, you know, CDC, please don't report me, but yeah. or our conversation, but really help spread the word. I mean, we're educated physicians, some of the, you know, highest educated physicians are, I mean, observation is key here. And so what are you seeing? What are you feeling? First of all, we know it's not in your head. We have right. to get to the root cause of it and that you're not broken. There's every, every lesson that we learn in our life is, is towards a greater purpose. So I love the phrase in the the verse in the Bible that says all things work for good for those who love him. It says all things work for good, not all things are good 
for those who love him, but all things work for good for those who love him. That means you're looking for a higher purpose. You're looking to know that there's a higher connection. There's a higher calling and you have many purposes in your life. So I encourage you, you deserve to be happy. You are worthy and joy is your birthright. So I love you being here with me. Thank you for being part of the Girlfriend Doctor community. Till next time.